morning, everyone. Coming, getting together over here, beautiful Friday morning, and we are going to be doing Parsha this week, Friday morning. We usually do Der Hashem now. We didn't get a chance to do Parsha together last night. Also, we're at a, a pause point in Der Hashem, so we'll roll that over till next week. And let's go with a little bit of Vayeshev over here while we're all sitting together in such beautiful, warm, <clears throat> and fine company. <clears throat> so Vayeshev, Vayeshev is where we begin to transition from... Yaakov Avinu really now to the Shvatim. That's right. In Bereshis, we have Adam, we have Noyach, we have the Avis, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Yaakov occupies a lot of Bereshis. And then, at a certain point, we had the Avis. The Avis were established, and we begin the Banim. So Vayeshev really begins now the, the Maisa Banim, the Shvatim, and Yosef has, has, has a very, very central role in the parasha. And let's, let's take a focus on Yosef. Let's focus in on Yosef a little bit. Try to understand Yosef a little bit better. And what the Torah is revealing to us about Yosef and the lessons that we have to learn about Yosef and getting an insight into the, 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 the uh, Yesoid, so to speak, of who Yosef is. And <clears throat> there's a few horrors, a few questions that we have to ask, a few points that we have to take note of over here. And one is, it's interesting that Yosef wherever he goes, he like is always bumping into the same recurring elements. Yosef, in this parsha, next week's parsha, we find that he's always encountering dreams. Always running into dreams. Whether they're his dreams, whether they're the dreams in the end of the parsha of the Sarah Mashkim, the Sarah Oifim, the butler and the baker who were there in jail with Yosef, yes. Uh, or whether exactly very good, Arthur, whether they're Pharaoh's dreams, the dreams of Pharaoh in next week's parasha, Mikates, he's always encountering dreams. Haloy Dabrahu. Interesting, something that's, that's, you know, biting us on the nose and clearly cannot be ignored that we see this Yosef is the one who's always running into dreams. And what's the chat in that? Why Yosef? And what does that have to do with Yosef? What does that show us about Yosef? And let's take that a step further. Lest we think it's a mere coincidence that, okay, so no, someone had to run into these dreams, so Yosef has his dreams, and there's the Tzara Mashkin, Tzara Oifen, and this Pyro, someone had to do it, but maybe, you know, it just the Mikra. First of all, you know, again, we, we know if the Torah has a recurring theme, there is something to stop and slow down and, 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 and analyze. But even, even, even if we would be heretical enough to tell ourselves, eh, you can't make you know you can't make a, make make anything out of that. It's, it's, it's just uh, you know coincidental. Lest we think that the Torah itself, the Torah itself refers to Yosef in the sixth parsha as who are the Bali Kaira present, the Bali Kriya. Hine Bal Hachaloimis Halozeba. Behold, here comes the Bala Chaloimis. The Torah calls Yosef the Bala Chaloimis, master of dreams, the dream master. That's what we refer to. Yosef has the Baal Hachaloimais. Interesting. Again, Haloy Dabrahu. Interesting title. Yes, I, I understand that that's the Shvatim referring to Yosef. That's how his brothers were referring to it, but the Torah records that. The Torah records that for all posterity. Even the, they may have been saying it, let's say, Pashupshat is, they're saying that facetiously, right? Pashupshat is, they're saying that sardonically, oh, here's the Baal Hachaloimais who thinks he has all these dreams to share with. Of course, that's the Pashupshat. But again, the Torah records it. The Torah refers to Yosef as the Baal for posterity. So something is going on over here. Yosef runs into dreams everywhere. Yosef refers to the Baal That has to be understood. 
and uh, addressed. Yitzchak Kakan, you can hear me over there? This might be the Yitzchak bat again this morning. Anyway, um, another question to ask on Yosef is um, <clears throat> another recurring theme that we see. And we see at the beginning of the parsha, and we see it towards the end of the parsha also, and we see it in stark contrast, one manifestation of this to the other, and yet it's the recurring theme of Yosef that seems to run through all situations, all environments, all times of his life. He seems to be preoccupied with the same thing, and that is what? Grooming himself. Yosef seems to be involved and seems to be busy with grooming himself. We see that no fewer than two different places in the parsha, And again, these two plays are in stark contrast one to the other. He grooms himself. He's into grooming himself, his appearance in the beginning of the parsha. V'hu nar, says the Pasuk. Es, b'nei vilha, v'es b'nei zilpa aviv. He was nar, literally means he was a youth, together with the sons of Bill and Zilpah. The Rashi says, what does the Hunar mean? It was here. Exactly. Oysa Maisa Nairus, says Rashi. Hunar. Oysa Maisa Nairus. He was doing acts of, seemingly, of, of youth, youthful acts. Misak and Besairoi. He was making his hair nice. Making his hair nice. Mimash Mishbe'enov. Making his eyes look nice. His hair, his eyes. So he would look yafe. So we see this at the beginning of the parasha. Yosef is doing mice and nairis, taking care of his appearance, grooming himself, making himself look nice and shane. His hair, his, his, his uh, eyes. Okay, where else do we see it in the parasha? Who knows? Who knows one? Rabbi Yisai, where else do we see this in the parasha? Yosef was grooming himself. In base Paitifar. When he was when he was working in the house of Paitifar, and uh, he was sold there as a slave, working as a slave in the house of Paitifar, Mitzrayim, not the not the most shining point of Yosef's career, right? He's he's uh, an indentured slave over here working in someone else's house. Uh, the pasuk tells us, "Good, Paitifar trusts him with everything." Um, Except the lechem ashuaychel, Rashi says that's a euphemism for Asia's poitifar. Vahi Yosef yefei toyar v'yefei mare. Yosef had a, a good, good, was good looking and a good appearance. Vahi toyar v'yefei mare. What does it mean? He was good looking. So as Rashi says the same thing. He went back to his, to his, his ways his, that he had there in um, in Eretz Canaan. Says Rashi, kivan shera atz my moishel. Once Yosef sees that he's been given authority. Again, he's busy with his hair again. He's busy with his hair. Grooming his hair, taking care of his hair. Um, he's busy with that now in the house of Paitifar. You see Yosef into his appearances, into his outward appearances, into grooming himself. Again, very interesting. Something strange is going on over here. Something strange is afoot. Something is, is definitely... Um, up. Something is up with Yosef. And we see two different recurring themes that pop up everywhere with Yosef. There's the Chaloimis, he's the Bala Chaloimis, and there's his grooming. He's grooming himself in Eretz Canaan, taking care of his hair, his eyes, and then he's grooming himself 
in the house of Petifar. Masalsa Basar. What's Pshat? What's Pshat and Yosef? Why is he so into his appearances? And not only that, we're told that the Shvatim, his brothers, were resentful of this. That they said, You're doing Misa Nairus here. You know, Yosef, you got to grow up. This is youthfulness. This is an act of youth to be too into your appearance. You're too into your appearance. You know, why indeed was he, was he into this? If, if we, we see that he got criticism from his brothers. And this Rashi is also very strange. Rashi says that why, when he was there working as a slave for Paitifar, why does he begin to take care of grooming himself? Rashi says, this also seems to be criticized, um, Kivan Shiro Atzmei Moishal, once Yosef sees that he's been given authority, he's in charge over here, he's put in charge, so that's when he begins to take care of himself. Again, is this the wrong thing? Is Yosef being criticized? Why, why, why Taka is Yosef now suddenly into his appearance and grooming himself when he's in charge now? Now that he's in charge, what he's, what's Rashi saying? What's the, what are we supposed to take away from this? That um, he starts to feel haughty, he starts to feel pride. He starts to feel like a, you know a, a special person, a person of uh, a stature. That's why he's taking care of himself. I mean, this is Yosef. Yosef, we call Yosef. Yosef is uh, Yosef at Sadik. What was the Pshat? And and it does seem that there seems to be repercussions over there. Your father's in mourning, and you're taking care of your hair. Ani megarbach es I'm going to send the bears at you. I'm going to open the cage and I'm going to send the bears your way. That's Aisha's Paitifar. I'm going to send the temptation of Aisha's Paitifar to stir up trouble for you. Okay, so, so it does seem that it got Yosef in trouble. And it does seem that Yosef is being criticized for this. So a number of questions that really have to be addressed. Why is this thematic of Yosef? Why is this associated with Yosef, this idea of making himself Yofirash, he says, my Zanairus, Masalsar grooming himself, twirling his hair, and even if you say Masal Basiris, we read the Rashi. Some some even would say, you know, maybe this referring to his payas, right? Masal Basiris, yes, if he's making his payas look nice. Okay, let it be the payas, but we don't find that by the other shvatim that they that were told that they were Masalsal, they were taking care of their hair, grooming themselves, whatever hair we're talking about, even if it's the payas, we only find this presented to us by Yosef. A B, we find this earns everyone's ire. Gets the Shvatim upset at him. It, 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 it gets repercussions. The Rebbeinu says, your father is, is sitting in mourning because he, he thinks you're dead. And you're taking care of your hair. And see, it's, it's um, something that we're told that when Yosef became a Moshul, he sees he's in charge now. Ah, now it's time to start taking care of my peers. Why? The Yosef at Sadik is going to, he's going to become haughty. He's going to become prideful. He's going to become um, a Balgaiv in that sense. And what does this appearances have to do with Yosef altogether? And then there's the other question we asked, what does Yosef have to do with Chaloimus? Why is Yosef the Bala Chaloimus? So putting all these questions together, let's try to get some clarity and see what the Torah is, is revealing to us about Yosef and, and what, 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 what light the Torah is shedding on the, the aside of Yosef, the Tadak Yosef Ha'olam. So it's like this. It's like this. Yosef certainly does embody a certain trait, a certain midah, a certain characteristic. There is a midah, a character trait that Yosef embodies, that Yosef is here to bring down to the world, that Yosef is here to share with the world. 
as the forefathers who came before him. The three forefathers who came before him, I should say. Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, as we all know, each had their midos, had their character traits that had to be brought out to the world. Right? As Matas knows, as everyone else knows, Avram's midos is what? Chesed. Chesed. Very good. Yitzchak's midos is? Gevura. Excellent. And Yankov's midos is? MS slash Tiferes slash Torah. Very good. What's Yosef's midos? We know Yosef is the next online over here. Yosef also has a midos to share with the world. Certainly, chronologically, Yosef is next. Does Yosef next when we do the Yushpizen? So that depends which bencher you're using. That depends which sitter or machzor you're using, right? Yosef comes after Yaakov, or does Yosef come after Aaron? All right, but certainly Yosef is the one who's in this week's parsha. Yosef is the one who's chronologically next, and Yosef is the one that we have to speak about right now. What's Yosef's mita? No, no, that's David. What's Yosef's mita? What's the character trait of Yosef? What does he bring down? Kindness. So it's called a, it's called different things in different places, different names. What, what were the suggestions? Kindness. Kindness. Well, that's more Avram. It's Chesed. What, yeah, what do you say, Arthur? Akain? Interpreter of dreams. Interpreter of dreams. Arthur is saying something interesting. Interpreter of dreams. Let's hold that thought. Let's hold that thought. Let's hold that thought. Um, what's Yosef's meter? What, so what, what's Yosef's meter is referred to as different things in different places. We know Yosef is called Yosef Ha Tzadik. Yosef's meat is sometimes referred to as Tzadik. Meat of Tzadik. What does Tzadik mean? I don't know. Like Ramesh is saying, Tzadik could mean someone who's kind, right? Or Tzadik could mean someone who has strength, Gvura. Or Tzadik could mean someone who has Torah. Like, what, what does the meat of Tzadik mean? He overcame his taiva? His taivas? Okay, very good. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Overcame his taivas. Yosef's meat is also referred to sometimes as Yesoid, in fact. Yesoid, which means a foundation. A Foundation for, 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 for something else. Um, and we find both of those in that Pasuk, Tzadik, Yesoid, Ha'olam. Both of those terms are sometimes used to refer to the character trait, the attribute of Yosef, what Yosef is here to bring into the world. But those terms are vague. Those terms are unclear and mysterious. And it's easy to say, yeah, ah, the meat of Tzadik, the meat of, of, of Yesoid. What is the meat of Tzadik? What is the meat of Yesoid? How is one a Tzadik in the sense of Yosef being a tzaddik. Because again, this is very blurrable. And, and, and therefore, blurry for us, we, we would say to ourselves that a, so a Baal Chesek can also be called a tzaddik, as we just mentioned. The, the Baal Gevuru could be called a tzaddik. What sitkus, what's, what, what does it mean to be Yesoid? What does that mean? These things are unclear. Yosef means it's only very unclear. So that means it's like this, Rabbi Say. There's a Pasuk that gives us an insight into what the Midah of Yosef really is, that paraphrases his Midah, that translates his Midah into terms that, that, that are not just foundational, but allows to ground them much better and, 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 and digest it and um, understand it, understand these terms, um, understand the Midah of Yosef much, much better. We find a pasuk that basically takes each of the we'll call them the ushpizin, okay? Each of the great leaders of Klai Yisrael, who each one of them brought down. So we know there's the seven, seven uh, leaders of Klai Yisrael, seven manhigim. Each one that brought down a different trait that revealed a different trait that 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 um, gave rise to a different trait within Klai Yisrael to uh, to for Klai Yisrael to emulate and embody. Those are the seven ushpizin that we talk about on Sukkot, etc. I mean, Yaakov, Yosef, and the other ones. Um, 
So each one has their meetup, but there's a Pasuk that, that we say every day in davening, if we got to Shul on time, that is, that, that uh, gives us a taich, a translation, and a placeholder, mida by mida, tzadik by tzadik, manig by manig, of, of their midos. And what Pasuk is that? <clears throat> it's the Pasuk in, <clears throat> excuse me, Vayivarech David. All the way towards the end of Pesuk of the Like I said, you have to get to Shul on time to have enough time to say this one, right? Because this is not one of the ones that's, uh, you know, the art scroll sitter tells you what you can start to throw overboard if you come to Shul late. Um, but by the way, if anyone wants to make sure they're never going to come to Shul late, just come to the second minion over here in CBS. And by definition, you're never going to be late because whenever you come, they're going to be waiting for you. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's Derech Agav, but Rabbi Yisai, the Pazik in Vayivarech David, that goes through all these Midos, and gives us a little bit of an insight into what the Midos mean and represent. And we know that the, 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 the Midos of the, of the Manhigim, Avrimitzuk Yaakov, Yosef, etc., are also really Midos of Hashem. Each one, Chesed is a Midos that Hashem has, Gvur is a Midos that Hashem has, Emes, Tifer is a Midos that Hashem has, Yisoy, Tzadik, whatever you're going to call Yosef is a Midos that Hashem has. So we say in this Pasuk, Locha Hashem, let's explore the Pasuk together. Locha Hashem, you Hashem, to you Hashem, belongs, what? Hagedula, greatness, that's Chesed. Because a Gadol is someone who gives. There's, there's a beautiful definition of Chesed, is to be a giver, right? A Gadol is someone who gives. Hagedula veha, Gevura, that's Yitzchak, Vahatif Eres, that's Yankov, that's the Midah, the Torah saying the Midah of Yaakov is splendor, that's balance. When I know how to have Chesed, I know how to have Gevura, that's Tiferes, that makes it, everything come together, synthesized in a beautiful way. What's the next part of the Pazik? L'chasham, Gedula, Gevura, V'tiferes, V'hanetzach, that's Moshe Rabbeinu, Midas Hanetzach, V'ahoyd, that's Aharon, so we see the Pazik is goes a little with the order, the other order, right? The order of the Mekubalim that we put Yosef. After Bajan, woo-hoo-hoo, right? That's, uh, it goes with that order. As I said, everyone does Ushpizim differently. Um, and if you don't structure your meals right on so because you can end up saying, like, you'll say Yosef twice, you say Aaron twice, you say, you, that could end up happening to you, right? If you do too much sukkah happening. But anyway, <laughs> that's Maish and Aaron. What's the next part of the Pasuk? Kichol Bashamayim Uva'aretz. Kichol Bashamayim Uva'aretz. That's a mouthful. For all that is in the heavens and the earth, and what's the next part? Lucha Hashem. No. The next part, Lucha Hashem ha mamlacha. You Hashem have malchus. Malchus is, as we said, that's the final one, that's David. So what's necessarily Yosef is Kichob Hashemayim Uvaaretz. The Mida of Yosef, the attribute of Yosef, what Yosef brings down to this world, is referred to as Kol Bashemayim Uvaaretz. All that is in heaven and in earth. All that all kol b'ashamayim of arts, all that is in heaven, all that is in heaven and in earth. Wow, so that's definitely a mouthful. But at the same time, these are words that are perhaps easier for us to digest than words like tzaddik and yesoid, which are mysterious words. The meat of tzaddik, the meat of yesoid. What does that mean, yesoid? I have no idea what that means, yesoid. Go ask the mekubam what that means, right? Tzaddik. What does it mean to be a tzaddik? But we have a paraphrasing over here. The meat of Yosef is. The meter of Kol Bashamayim of Arts, all that is in the heaven and in the earth. What does that mean? All that is in heaven and earth? It means like this. Kol, everything, you have to, we have to read the Pasuk differently. Kol, Kama, everything, Bashamayim Uva Arts, is in the heaven and in the earth. Everybody here to read the Pasuk differently? The way we approach the Pasuk is Kol Bashamayim of Arts, all that is in the heaven and in the earth. 
That's the wrong way of reading the Pasuk. Now we're saying there's things in the heaven, then there's things in the earth, and Yosef somehow has to do with all that is in the heaven and all that is in the earth. No, 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 no. You put the comma after the first word, and you put the emphasis in a different place. Call everything, everything in existence is Bashmaim Uva Aretz. Uva Aretz. Everything that exists, exists in the heavens and exists in the earth. Meaning, everything in existence has a dual existence, has a duality. Anything that I see down here is also up there. Anything that's up there is also down here. Beautiful, excellent, good for you, Ramesh. Ramesh remembers from Derech Hashem. And that's the other reason we're doing this right now during our Derech Hashem slot, because as Ramesh is pointing out, this connects with Derech Hashem. But everything that's down here is also up there. Everything that's up there is also down here. What does that mean? It means that there's nothing that exists as a disconnected, detached item in this world, which would mean physicality for the sake of physicality, which is only physicality, which is nothing but physicality, and there's never going to be anything more than physicality. All that's here in physicality also has a shirish, a source up in the realm of spirituality. And every spark in spirituality emerges down here in a physical form too. There's a link, there's a tether that connects everything down here with its counterpart up there. And everything that's down here has a source up there. And everything that has a source up there materializes down here. Taking that further, that means, theoretically, I can look at any object. Let's gather up lots of objects over here. We can gather lots and lots of objects together, at least. Okay? Lots and lots of things we can put together on the table over here. Let's just get lots of stuff. Okay? Lots of stuff. Lots and lots of stuff over here. Okay. Now, I'll stop with that. So, lots of stuff. We have lots of stuff here on the table. We can look at all this stuff and say that everything has a purpose on a spiritual level. And everything is here to have some spiritual fulfillment. And it has to have some spiritual fulfillment necessarily because only here because it has a spiritual spark up there. Now, to the, to the casual observer, that, that's not clear and that's not self-evident. The casual observer, well, this is here for caffeination, and this is here for calcium, and this is here to poison me, slowly, right? This bag of sugar. And, 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 and this is here for this, and this is here for et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some things are clear, like, okay, this is here to, to for hafotas hatoiro, this device maybe. This is here for, to, to make a sima masech some Good. Some things are, are self-evident that they're only there for spiritual purposes, but most items in the world, that's there to keep things close. Should we bring that to the table, the big guy there? The fridge? Mm-hmm. We'll leave it where it is. That's there to keep things cold. Most things are not self-evident as having a spiritual spark behind it. But all things do have that spiritual spark, and all things here have a purpose in spiritual terms. They're here for some spiritual fulfillment, and that's why they're here. And if they didn't have some spiritual potential, they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't be here. Is everybody with me? They would not be here. Coil, everything Bashamayim of Arts exists up there and down here. The problem is that most items, again, are, are, are not self-evident that they have that spiritual source and spiritual spark and spiritual purpose. And most items, I just get caught up in the exterior. Most items, I just get caught up in seeing all the different varieties of these curry cups over here, this amazing, this schmack and delicious and, and wonderful. I get caught up in the milk, I get caught up in the sugar, I get caught up in the fridge, I get caught up in all these. We have, how many different devices do we have over here in the coil to make coffee? We've got so many different ways you can make a cup of coffee over here. So I just get caught up in the geschmack of the coffee. 
I don't realize that there's a spiritual spark and purpose and fulfillment behind it. We get caught up in what we see down here. But the meat of Koyal Bashmaim of Aretz is to be able to share with the world that everything that's down here, all the chitzainius, all the outer layer, has an inner core. That's the meat of Kol Bashamayim Vars, to be able to show everyone Kol Bashamayim Vars. Everything that's down here that you interpret as just being physicality really has a spiritual core, to be Megala that, to reveal that, to share that, to identify that for everyone. Identify that link that connects the upper worlds with the lower worlds. That there's no such thing as something which is just a lower world item for in of itself. Everything has a link, everything has a tether, everything has a connection to the upper world. When I can show that to everyone, I can make that connection for everyone. That's the meat of that's the meat of Yisoy, that's the meat of Yosef HaTzadik. So this is Yosef's meat. So far, so good. Is everybody with me? The meat of Yosef is to show everyone that connection, to reveal that connection, and to enlighten everyone by showing them the spiritual panemius within the physical chitzonius, how the spiritual is there within the physical and how it really illuminates the physical and comes radiating out through the physical. That's Yosef's meat. That's Yosef's meat. This is why we find Yosef is into his outward appearance. Why Yosef is always into the chitzonius? Because the embassy is not really into the chitzonius. He's into showing everyone that his chitzonius is there as a cleat to radiate the panemius. He's there. His gashmius is there. His outwardness is there to radiate and project the inwardness. And it's really in sync with the inwardness. And if... There's, 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 there's a pram on both ends over here. If a person makes himself entirely spiritual and there's no physicality anywhere, he, he, he can't be on le- that level of Kolba Shemaim of Aretz because there has to be an Aretz to project the Shemaim. So a person makes himself such a tzaddik that he doesn't exist anymore. You can't find him, you can't see him. What we call a tzaddik nister, that's not the meat of Yosef. The meat of Yosef is not to be that hidden tzaddik because a hidden tzaddik is not making that connection for people. A hidden tzaddik is the one that's Karl Bashamayim of Aretz. Is taking the Aretz and showing everyone how the Shemaim comes through the Aretz. And the Aretz is only here to house, hold, project, and radiate the Shemaim. So if we're, someone is only entirely spiritual and you can't find them, you can't see them because they sleep on the floor, they sleep under the table, and, 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 and they, 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 they don't emerge to the streets. They're not seen amongst society. Again, what you call tzaddik nister. He can't have that mita of kol b'shemayim v'arts. To have that mita, you have to be a tzaddik, yes, but a tzaddik nigla. A tzaddik nigla is someone who has the arts, and his shemaim comes through the arts. Yosef has that mita, and to keep that mita in balance, he has to have the arts also. And his arts, his physicality, has to be a worthy receptacle to be able to radiant project all of his inner beauty. So his outward appearance is being groomed to become a worthy and proper, proper receptacle to project his inner beauty. That's really what he's doing. That's really what he's always doing. Why he's always into his outward appearance is because he's there to grab on to the Olamas above, to the spirituality, the spark up there, and project it all the way down here to take the Shemaim and put the Shemaim into the Aretz. He has so much beauty above that he's grabbing onto. It has to come through an outward beauty also because, hey, it has to have an outwardness. If it doesn't have any outwardness, it's not going to come down here. It's going to be a tzaddik nister, and he's not here to be a tzaddik nister. And B, if it's not an outwardness of beauty, it is diminishing the inward beauty. It's a diminishment. Let's say, you have a person of prestige over here in this world who is there to be a leader, who's there to inspire others, because he has a lot of inward knowledge, he has a lot of inner strength, he has a lot of inner beauty. 
um, a, a leader, a, 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 a Godel Hador, let's say, or Lahavdil, just a, 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 like a king, a noble king who's, 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 who's a very uh, clever, wise, and, and benevolent king. And we want him to be able to make an impression on the masses. We want the Godel Hador to be able to lead properly. So there's someone, they have a lot of panemius. There's a lot of inner sparks over there, a lot of inner fire. And it has to be projected to their surroundings. See, what, if they, what if the king comes out dressed like a schlep? Can the king dress like a schlepper? Can the king dress like a schnorrer? What if he's a very modest king? He's, I'm a very modest guy. You know, I don't, I'm not going to wear a clean suit. I'm not going to wear the robes. I'm going to come out in my dungarees and my tank top. Uh, tank top that's ripped. I'm going to have my dungarees that are fraying at the knees. Yeah, I'm a king, but listen, I'm a modest king. No, he's doing the wrong thing because he has so much inner beauty and inner wisdom to share. It requires the appropriate outer cleave, a receptacle that can house that. Everybody understand that? So important. So that's why the Gemara says a Tamil Chacham can't go out on the street with a stain on his clothing. A Tamil Chacham is not allowed to go out with stained clothes. Why is that? Because if he does, he doesn't have, he has the Shemaim, he doesn't have the Oretz. Where's the Kli that he can use to project himself to the world? He has to have the Kli that is worthy of housing his, 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 his inner world. That's Yosef. Yosef is the meat of Kol Bashamayim of Oretz. Yosef is saying Kol Bashamayim of Oretz. He's the meat of taking, the, tapping into the, the upward, the inner, the panemius, and projecting it through the Chitzonius. So he has to groom his outwardness also, not because the outwardness is a focus in of itself, but because his outwardness is there to be a kli to house his ruchnius. That's why he's always grooming himself, and that's why the, the Chazal emphasized, Rashi brings this down, that when he sees he became a maishav, he sees he became a ruler, that's when he dafka starts grooming himself again, because I see that I'm there to lead. I'm there to lead people. That's why he dafka starts grooming himself again when he sees he's a maishel, when he sees he's a, back in a position of authority, ah, okay, I'm back in authority again, so I'm there to be a leader again, I'm there to be a manag again, I have to make sure my aretz is, is a worthy kli, a receptacle to project my shemaim. Beautiful idea. The shvatim didn't like this because the shvatim misunderstood. They didn't realize that Yosef is the next in line, he's one of, one of the yushpizim. They didn't realize that, they see Yosef as one of them, banim, not avus. Yosef is really more of an av than a ben, because Yosef is... They, the rest of the Shatim don't have this claim to bring down a new character trait. Yosef does, but they misunderstand that. And they only see the Chitainis of Yosef. They don't see, they see the arts, they don't see the Shemaim. Everybody understand? That's why they get upset. They don't see it's a Kol Bashamayim of arts. They don't understand that Yosef has this meat of Yosoy, this meat of Tzadik, this meat of Kol Bashamayim of arts. So all they see is the arts. They see Yosef grooming himself. That gets them upset. They don't realize that Yosef is the next successor over here in this chain of command of the Yushpizen to bring down the meat of the world. And that finally brings us back to the dreams. Yes, Yosef bumps into dreams everywhere. And he's the Balachaloimais, and we were trying to understand why Yosef go encounter dreams everywhere he goes. But the Vard is Rabbi, so the Teretz is, it's not so much that Yosef encounters dreams as much as Arthur really hit it on the head earlier. Yosef is not just the dreamer, he is the Balachaloimais, which means he is the you said it earlier, so, so nicely. The interpreter. the interpreter of dreams, thank you. Yosef interprets dreams wherever he goes. He doesn't just have dreams, share dreams. He's interpreting all these dreams. Three sets of dreams times two, he's always interpreting the dreams. The Baal Not just the Choyleim, he's not the dreamer, he's the dream master. Vasepis, it's It's the same exact idea, same exact Vart, same exact Yosoid about Yosef. Midas Hayusoid. 
And what does it mean to be in the interpreter of dreams? What is a dream? A dream is a little bit of the Shemaim came down into Aretz, but it came down in such a confused, darkened way. We don't understand the dream. Dreams are, are mysterious. Dreams are cryptic. What does this dream mean? What's the portent of this dream? What's the, what's the application? What's this dream trying to tell me? We can't make that connection between yeah, the Shemaim and the Aretz. What's that mean? We can't make the connection. We don't know what that connection is. The Balach the Paiser, the one who interprets the dreams, he says, I'll tell you exactly what that dream means. This dream means X, Y, and Z, A, B, and C. That's what Yosef is always doing. That's called the Shemaim of Arts. That's bringing into alignment, perfect alignment, the Shemaim and the Arts. I'll take that, that spark of Navu, that spark of heavenliness, which was your dream, mm-hmm. and I'll show you exactly what that means down here in the Arts. That's the connection between Shemaim of Arts and telling us how your dream that showed up down here is the projection of the spark up there and what that spark is and how that spark produced your dream, what that dream means. That's what a Balach HaLemus is doing. That's what the interpreter of a dream is doing. He's making that connection between the Shemaim and the Aretz, showing us how the Shemaim showed up over here and that Aretz that we saw down here is really a man, what, what is a manifestation of coming from way, way, way above. And that's Yaisa's Mido Vaiter. Once again, that's the Mido of Tzadik, Mido of Yisrael, Mido of Kol HaShemaim of Aretz. So that's that Rabbi said. That's Parshas Vayesha. Thank you all for joining. That's Yosef. And have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. 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 Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah.